Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. Yeah, it's good. All right, let's get right to it because the last two episodes have been super long. Great content, though. Great content, if I don't say so myself. But now we're at a milestone. 200! 200 and over a million downloads. Wowzer. Wowzer. That's a lot. A lot of downloads. 200 episodes. Thanks so much for listening and and liking and sharing and retweeting and Instagram following and DIY tribe membering and YouTubing and all that stuff. And we got a special thing coming out. We got our wealth development program finally, finally ready to roll out in the next couple of weeks. Mm. People have been kind of beta testing that. They don't even know it. They've been going through the planning process and we're pretty excited about that. So it's taken a long, long road, a long haul for us to develop that. But, uh, you know, Logan's been on it. Logan's been on it. And if you are in that stage where you're like, you know, I love the podcast, but we still need more. We need more. We need more. And it's the great dilemma of our business is uh, we are in the wealth management business. Uh, we typically deal with folks that uh, that are later stage in life and uh, have developed their wealth, and we are now in the wealth management phase of investing and helping them with the retirement planning, et cetera. So we've not really had an offering for wealth development folks that, that fit them. And we don't sell, you know, whole life insurance. So no disrespect to those people that do. That's fine. But mm. that's typically the, the route people go. And so we're I'm a big term insurance guy. So... Kind of a conundrum. We don't sell that either. We don't sell that either, but, you know. Anyways, stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. All right, so we've got a great question today. Uh, We're going to try to keep it simple. This is one that we could spend a lot of time on for sure, and that is bonds. Bonds. B-O-N-D-S. I feel like with my allergy, I'm saying bonds. Bang. Let's go. Nicole, what do you got? D-I-Y. Hi, guys. It's Nicole from California. I have a question about how bonds lose money. People are saying it's not a good time to buy bonds. Why is that? And how would one keep their proper asset allocation if they don't buy bonds when necessary? Thank you. This is chock full of goodness. There's about 42 rabbit holes we could go down this thing. Simple question, lots of goodness. You start. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, So most simply, when you buy a bond, uh, you are investing money in a debt instrument. We'll take government bonds, for instance. Uh, The government runs a deficit on its budget. Therefore, it needs to take out debt to balance the budget. It takes out debt. It's going to pay you an interest rate uh, for taking on that risk. So you lend money to the government. They pay you an interest rate. But the problem is, is that once they issue that debt, the prevailing interest rates in the market change. And you know this because uh, most people realize that you know uh, mortgage interest rate or refinance interest rates change on a daily basis. If you've ever bought a home, you have to lock that in because it might change you know, by the time you blink or something like that. So interest rates change all the time. So just because you've issued debt doesn't mean that the interest rates in the market you know, suddenly stop. So government issues debt, for instance. Now interest rates change. What has to happen to that bond or that debt out there is that the price that somebody pays for it has to change 
so that the interest rate being paid on that debt, um, the calculation of that now fits the prevailing market rates. And so... Because those bonds are always transacted. Mm -hmm. So they're being bought and sold. Yeah. And so if the government was going to, let's say, we'll try to keep this really simple. In my head, it's really simple. Boy. Uh, Let's say the government issues a $100 bond today. Uh, and they pay a 3% interest rate on that. Next week, for some crazy reason, interest rates have gone up a percent, and they're now 4%. The government issues $100 bonds for 4%. Well, everyone's going to go to the government and not buy your bond for 3%. You could try to sell it uh, you know, at that same value, and then that person gets 3%. That's great. What you're effectively going to have to do now, though, because interest rates went up, you're going to have to sell your bond for less money so that that 3% interest over the life of the bond adds up to the same yield as the current uh, debt being issued or the current market rates on that debt. So in that instance, yields went up. The price of your bond now has to go down so that the yield on that is effectively the same as the current market yields. It actually works in reverse as well. If you were to uh, buy a bond and over the next week, uh, those interest rates go down from 3% to 2%, you could now sell your bond for more than $100 because the people buying it don't expect as much interest uh, as you expected when you bought it. So that's the simplicity of it. Now, uh, why would you lose money on bonds? Well, you can kind of see in that scenario why you might. Uh, The trick is, is if you... If you buy a bond when it's issued and you hold it till it matures, uh, so think of your 30-year mortgage, uh, you could do this the same thing with, with treasuries, uh, U.S. government debt. So, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 years, et cetera. If you hold it till the day it matures, then you've not lost uh, money on your original investment. What you've done is you've, you've bought that bond for $100. They pay you the $100 back at the end. And along the way, you're getting the interest payments. You haven't lost money. You will lose money on paper. As interest rates go up and down, you'll see the the value of that bond go up and down. And when people are talking about investing in bond funds, which own tons of bonds at various different maturities, that's what they're talking about is you put money in, you're getting a yield, you're seeing the value of that bond fund fluctuate uh, along with yields. And so it appears that you're losing money. Now, over the long run in a portfolio, so when we're thinking about saving for retirement, 20, 30 years, uh, you will, those bonds will begin to mature. And over time, you'll basically get an average of the roughly the yields that you have bought along the way. That was a lot of technical stuff to try to keep super simple and not have a whiteboard. Well, sorry. Yeah. So it's again, I think you have to determine how much you want to, how much you want to learn and really go down these rabbit holes. Uh, Nicole, the simplest way to think about it, uh, and you can go back and listen, Daniel did an exceptional job discussing the intricacies of this, uh, but ultimately, if you think of a teeter-totter with bond prices on one side and interest rates on the other, as interest rates go up, bond prices go down. As interest rates go down, bond prices go up. And so when we're in a declining rate environment, bond prices are going to go higher over time. When we are in a rising interest rate environment, they're going to go lower. Now, when you own something that is maturing in a week, meaning your bond is come, you know, coming due in a week and there's an interest rate change, that's not going to make a big difference, right? So think about somebody, if you go get uh, a short-term loan for a week or a, a month, 
you know, the interest rate might be high, but but you're not going to pay that much money. The longer out you go, your mortgage or something like that, your interest rate is significantly more important because you're going to be paying a tremendous amount of interest over a 30-year time period. Now, here's the conundrum, and this is really what I think most people are faced with. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Nobody, most, most, most people, do not buy individual bonds. So you're not in your 401k or your retirement account or whatever going out and buying individual bonds. You're not buying individual treasuries. You're not buying individual bonds from Apple or Facebook or whoever is issuing debt out there. You are owning a bond fund. And the bond fund owns hundreds if not thousands of individual bonds that are maturing all the time. And they're going back and buying them again. And they're maturing and they're buying more and they're maturing and they're buying more. And so you in this bond fund never have a maturity date. You own it in perpetuity. You own it forever. And so what happens is in a rising rate environment that can easily start to decline in value. You can be losing money. Why? Because, again, those bonds in there, think of the teeter-totter, as rates are going up, those bonds are going down, and the value of your bond fund is decreasing. So you have to be very careful in an environment of rising rates to be in funds that don't see significant fluctuations. How do you do that? Well, if you have a 401k or an IRA, you might want to look and see if you can go into something that is shorter term, shorter term in in duration, which basically means it's not going to have as great a fluctuation to the interest rates. Ultimately, if you're an individual investor out there uh, and you have the opportunity to maybe buy individual bonds, it's something to consider and start educating yourself. The reality is we've been in a 30-year interest rate declining environment. Bonds have basically done nothing but go up in price, and no one has cared. Now we're in an environment where maybe, I don't necessarily think it lasts, but maybe interest rates are going to be on the rise. And all of a sudden people are going, holy cow, why is this bond fund going down? So you're asking a great question. It's loaded with a lot of intricacies. But in summary, you just have to realize that as interest rates go up, the bond prices do go down. doesn't mean you change your overall allocation. Why? Because even in a rising rate environment, even though your bond fund might fluctuate over time, it should still maintain its value over time and pay you those rising rates of interest that it's buying with issuing new or buying new bonds inside the bond fund. So it's kind of a give and take. And again, I don't necessarily think you have to be overly concerned about it. Uh, but I would say that if you're seeing significant declines in bond funds, then maybe maybe shortening those horizons, looking at a shorter term bond fund would probably be prudent. Am I missing anything, Daniel? No, that's about right. Uh, the rule of thumb generally is you'll get the, you can roughly expect the yield. Uh, when you buy a bond or a bond fund, if 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 you look at the bond fund and you look at the um, the average maturity of that fund, um, expect to roughly get the yield that it uh, illustrates the day that you buy it um, throughout that time. So if you buy an intermediate bond fund and the average maturity is about seven years and the current you know yield is say one point five percent. Uh, expect about 1.5%. Now, yields may go up, which means the value of that uh, bond fund may go down, but now you're getting a higher interest rate. And over the course of that seven years, it'll average out to be about your starting yield. So if you don't like the yield today, 
then you might want to consider a different investment. Wait till that yield goes up. In a well-allocated portfolio, that shouldn't be an issue because you're rebalancing from things over time. Great question. Hopefully we did justice and couldn't go too far down the rabbit hole, but you literally could fill volumes of textbooks with this. And there's not just, you know, corporate or treasuries. There's all sorts of different types of bonds out there uh, that you could get into as well. It's a fascinating subject matter. If you do have interest in it, you can look it up and start you know, diving in deeper because it is fascinating. I think it's going to become uh, very, very important in the coming years, especially with the amount of debt that's floating around out there. All right, great question, Nicole. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. And all she did was sent us a question via a voice memo to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.